Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on August 12, 2020. Summer's almost over. I saw a posting on Twitter yesterday from a law student. It was about the recent looting in Chicago. And she said, looting is not violence. Hurting people is violence. Okay? I think lots of people believe her, but lots of other people think she's crazy. I think, personally, the way she's talking is just sales. Always put your best foot forward. You can make a case that since there's a legal difference between property crime and personal harm, that looting is a form of nonviolent protest, okay? You might have trouble saying it was peaceful, but you could then call it civil disobedience. It's sales, it's sales, it's sales, right? That's what we all want to be able to do to... Uh, Slice the uh, sentence, slice, uh, turn those words, twist them just a bit to put everything uh, forward to the, our audiences. <laughs> I'm making this up as I go in, uh, in, in a good light, in its best light, right? I'll see, uh, you know, actually the guest today has a lot to say about sales uh, on Jerry Jerry. What show is this? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. StaffingDebt.com. They're our newest sponsor. If you are a third-party agency recruiter and somebody cheats you, they don't pay for your candidate and they hire them, these are the people to contact. StaffingDebt.com. They only work for recruiters. They understand this business. Okay, Wilson Cole is the boss there. I interviewed him a couple months ago, maybe not even that long. Uh, It was really good. He seems like a great guy. PCRecruiter.net, talking about great guys. Martin Snyder is the boss there. They are the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. They're very versatile, very customizable. HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com the super-duper sourcing tool, and hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology. Those are the sponsors, okay? And our guest today is a guy I have long admired. He has a lot of uh, really sharp, intelligent, witty, uh, spicy uh, comments on my Facebook group, okay? And his name is Tom. I like the name, too. You'll never forget it. Tom Chuna. Tom Chuna. Are you there? I am, sir. Yes, it rhymes with the fish like I've been hearing since uh, middle school. Thanks for having me on today. What is middle school? The same as junior high? Yeah, junior high, middle school, same thing, 7th through ninth okay. grade. Yeah, okay. I went to junior high. It's a Midwest thing. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. Your uh, your LinkedIn profile says that uh, actually here's I I like what this guy has in his LinkedIn profile and in his current job he says attention residential HVAC that's heating ventilation air conditioning technicians plumbers and electricians I have been recruiting since 1996 I specialize in skilled residential trades if you aren't making enough money and you're looking for a growth opportunity, send me your resume. That's short. It's sweet. There's no jargon there except HVAC, which is acceptable. Let me congratulate you. Okay, I'm just, I know I'm turning off a lot of people by using that tone, but uh, I, I think Bombast is called for there. Congratulations. I love it. Thanks so much. Okay. Okay. You also claim to be a certified job search coach and outplacement guy. Is that a sideline for you? It, it is. Yeah. A, a long time ago, there was a time when uh, when I was not recruiting. Then uh, that's a, a long story in and of itself. But I, I jumped into the coaching aspect to help people that I could not help as a recruiter. And I fell into the, the Get Five people. Y'all can look them up on the Internet. And their methodology was a lot like what I was already doing, teaching people to find their own opportunities, getting them primed up, motivated, fired up. Yeah, this to, is an ad, right? The okay. job this doesn't sound like a conversation yeah. anymore. This sounds like a speech about is it what's what's it called get5.com what was it yeah yeah, yeah uh, it's it's an outplacement company and they uh-huh. they were in uh, the way they did things was in line with what I did so I became certified yeah, under yeah them. you said that already i got it okay? okay so that's enough of an intro what time do you wake up in the morning oh about uh, 4 4:30 deliberately for work or is it like natural why do you get up so early you know are you part of the get up early make a million philosophy well, I'm part of the get up early, and there are things that I do. I follow quite a spiritual path, so I'm up early. I do uh, I do yoga, hang out with my creator for a bit, stretch out, burn some incense, and uh, I plant my feet on the ground, and I hit it running. Okay. If you do yoga, I didn't know you are talking to your creator. I mean, because they've got lots of gods, right? Anyway, well, let's no, leave that. Not, 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 let's well, leave not it. exactly. Uh, 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 I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I don't need any trouble. Okay, working hours. <laughs> what are your working hours? Oh, jumping catfish! I probably started about seven in the morning, and I, I bang away at it till about two in the afternoon. Uh, between two and three, I kind of you know chill out for a little bit, and then the second shift starts. And being the the hardcore sorcerer guy that I am, I'm calling people deep into the evening, you know, depending on where I need them, maybe on the west coast. So I'm pretty much a 24/7 operation. Oh, boy, that sounds hard. Okay. Uh, and this is somebody had this in there, and you answered this question. I hope I'm not boring people. I, I like the, 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 the warm-up questions. What music gets you pumped and ready for the day? And it sure, in your case, is not yoga music. It's heavy metal from Finland. Yes, sir. Okay. A band you said called Insomnium. If anybody's yes, interested. Uh, that's your favorite. That's still your favorite for pumping up. Very much so. Yep. It's it's dark. It's brooding. It's very. Uh, it's got an yeah. undertow to it. That's what the yoga does for you, everybody. Well. Gets into this stuff. I I probably can't stand grooming. He says. Here's what he says. I get to walk around looking like a roadie for a cannibal corpse, but I move the needle. What's cannibal corpse? Another heavy metal band. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually see them if you watch uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. That's the band playing when Jim Carrey walks into the club and they're up on stage screaming and moshing and stuff. That's them. Yeah, I don't like Jim Carrey. Okay, uh, here's one of your shticks. We're getting into this stuff now. You don't have a degree. And I'm going to quote what you said. You said, I've had recruiters with degrees recruit me, and their hiring managers then reject me for not having a degree when I was never told or asked about a degree. So, first of all, you're criticizing the recruiter, okay? The recruiter did a bad job. Then you go on. I've been doing this since pre-internet and never made that mistake. So I don't see where a degree in this business has a point. So these degreed recruiters are underperforming compared to you, right? Not, no, I, I think it's just an unfair barrier. My my complaint with, with that would be straight up with the hiring managers. If you're a recruiter and you've got a degree and you're a good recruiter, you're a good recruiter, you can hang out with me and I'll cook, I'll cook you lunch and bring you coffee. But if uh-huh. you've got a degree and you suck and you lord it over me, then we've got a problem. Okay, so but the and I'll get into it. You don't believe a recruiter needs any special technical training or anything like that. But there's something shocking. Uh, you said when I wanted to get back in into the industry, I started with bounty jobs and made new friends there. Now I'm an internal, but I have a history I can point to that justifies me when I go out to win business. I didn't understand the second part, but you actually went to bounty jobs, which is like a broker. The uh, employer registers there and you register there and sort of you bid on somebody's job is that how it works yeah yeah and basically what i did was once i figured out who the company was and the contact people i just found them on linkedin and went and said hello myself and and eliminated the the stupid uh portal uh-huh and well what about the fee the uh, how did you determine the fee wasn't that stated on on bounty yeah, 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 and that was that was fine. I could I could work there because at that time I had been out of recruiting for a bit, and I was trying to get back into it. And I was, years ago I was playing around in uh, the bioinformatics space. I was doing a lot of sourcing in that world, so I tried getting back into there. That was why I got into bounty jobs to just introduce me to companies. And then, uh-huh. lo and behold, I meet all, all of you people on RecruitingBlogs.com. And I, I want to give a shout-out to my good friend Sandra McCart. Hopefully she's out there listening. Uh, she no, was she working never, some she scientific openings. I'm sorry? No. She doesn't listen to the show, but I, I also uh, am a fan of hers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and she just, uh, long story short, she let me work some splits with her. And uh, I, I got back into biotech, and you'll see on my LinkedIn where I started doing blogging for uh, one of the bigger life, uh, uh, the, um, uh, life sciences, uh, dot com, one of the bigger uh, life science portals, biocareers.com. Okay. Okay. Now, now we got to. We're going to get to. I, I, I ask the easy questions too much. I, I've taken it too easy. Now we're going to get to the stuff that really uh, identifies you. Okay. All right. This section is called "What I Hate About Agency Recruiters." Okay. And this is quoting you. Externals annoy me when they don't listen and try to force non-fitting candidates down my throat. Because you're an internal yeah. recruiter now. For the zillionth time, recruiting is only sales, right? You have to build a relationship by meeting actual needs. What does that mean? What's going on there? Why are you so angry? 
Uh, because I think at that time I, I, I get some uh, external recruiters uh, sending me things. And I, if, if, if you're the recruiter and I'm paying you a fee, I shouldn't have to go and call the candidate myself and have them explain to me a three-year gap in their work history. The recruiter should already put that in the little email that comes with the resume and explain all that to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're dealing with uh, incompetent uh, recruiters. Okay. How 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 representative are they of agency recruiters as a whole in your experience? Uh, as a, I, you know, it's it's interesting you say that because when I was in the I'm going to jump around a little bit here, but when I was really deep into my I own want you desk. to sound angry. You don't sound angry. I don't I'm like I'm kind of uh, sick today. I don't well, you feel know well. You know I what? can't here's, I here's can't do it, it for the both of us. Okay? Right, Where's well, your you, you, passion? And I'm going to give you a hard time cuz you say later on when you're talking about cold calls, energy is key. Having energy yeah, yeah. Uh, to propel yourself or make people listen. You better do that on this show, especially when you're angry. I want to hear it. Where's that passion? Well, I, I you know, I, I will tell you that in my experience, the, the third-party recruiters in, in the trades, they're, I, the barrier to entry is so low. I mean, how I got in, but I've got these people that I swear to God, they don't even talk to the people that they submit to me. They just troll, I think, ZipRecruiter for anybody with uh, something in their title, send it to me and expect me to do everything and cut them a check. And that's freaking ignorant. That's why everybody hates recruiters. We have a crap reputation and most of it's deserved. It's like anything else in life. If all you do is live up to a stereotype, you deserve to get slapped. You deserve to not make any money. And I don't understand why mass failure should equate to somebody all of a sudden calling themselves a damn thought leader when they can't find their ass with both hands. Okay. Okay. So you gave us this one example. Uh, they they didn't. Okay. They didn't talk to the the candidates and uh, didn't, uh, for that reason, I assume, inform you about the reason for a gap in the resume. Uh, what other problems have you had with agency recruiters? Oh, uh, well, it's the, uh, they'll send over a resume and text me on a Saturday. Hey, did you see I sent over Joe for Beats? Um, you realize it's Saturday and B, the resume sucks anyway, and I was hoping not to talk to you. There's, there's that. You know, there's that element of just push, push, push. And I know that everyone thinks that the, that sales 101, but you got to lead with value. If you don't have value, I don't want to talk to you. you. Recruiting is transactional until you can build that relationship. And when you bring me dog crap in a sack, I don't want to talk to you. What's a relationship? And also, in this case, the guy did send you a resume. Was your only problem, like, was your problem that he contacted you on the weekend? You didn't have to reply. Uh, was that the problem, or was that he contacted you about a lousy candidate? So he contacted me about a lousy candidate. If it's a good candidate, I probably would have put aside what I was doing and talked to the guy. But you know what? Like I said, you bring me dog crap in a sack, I, I don't have to play. I, I you've just got all these little think... phrases like dog cramp in a sack, and uh, I can't remember what else you said, but I know you've got a lot of them. Okay, so hold on a second. So, uh, yeah, you're a 24-7 guy. People can contact you on the a weekend, but not with, with terrible people. You have to build a relationship. What does that mean? Build a relationship 
means consistently bring me what I'm looking for. This is how I built any relationship I ever had, was there were some companies that I beat on for a month, a year, a, a long, long time, until I finally figured out what they wanted. I got it right. I, I'm a, a trial and error guy. And that's that's my bar as well. You consistently bring me what I want. And you follow through. When I say set up the interview, when I say give me the guy's number, wh- whatever it is, if you bring me that and I start trusting you, we've got a relationship. Then I'll, I'll let you in Tom World. Then you get the, 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 the platinum pass. We could ride roller coasters together. But until you earn that, you know, you're going to be at the back of the slushy line. Okay, so a, a relationship is nothing personal. See, that's the thing. It, you, all you mean is a good business relationship. This guy's a, a reliable supplier. That's what uh, it means to you. A relationship is having proven yourself as a reliable business partner. That's it. It's that's not, step it's one. Not, you're, talk, you're not talking about the game that happened on the weekend or anything like that, right? That That depends because – when I start talking to people, what happens a lot of the times is I, uh, they become my friend. I become friends with them it, because we start build, building that trust in that one area, and then I get their life story. And then it, it, it can be a, a cool thing. I, I have a lot of friends that I made back in the way back. So, again, if, and if I fulfill my promises, my obligations to, to my people, to, to, to you as well, let's say we have that relationship, then it's – then it's all good. Then when I'm in your area, we're out having beers, you know. Okay, okay. And you will uh, also dish it out to employers or hiring managers as well. You you said to some one guy, you said, uh, is this your idea of being business savvy? Because it's kind of dumb. Uh, I, I didn't know if you just treat recruiters like crap or you do this to everybody. I don't think I can work with you, okay? You say the reaction I got was explosive, but I felt better. So you're a, a fire your client kind of guy. Am I going to tell that story? Do you remember the story that goes with what I just said? I, I, you know, I don't because honestly there have been so many, but, but yeah, the, the takeaway close is my favorite and firing the candidate is, is always my, uh, it's my first option. Last, don't always choose to, but you know what? It's, it, if you're not playing ball, if you're just jerking me around, you're out. I, I can go find somebody serious. What is jerking me around me? Well, jerking me around is when you tell me that, oh, I'll call this guy on this day, this time, and you don't, and it becomes a pattern. It's like three strikes, you're out, uh-huh. and, and I'll, take, I'll take him to your competitor, or I'll tell them. And I do the same with candidates. If you're not playing ball, I tell them, you know what, you're not a fit for anything long-term I've got going on. So, I mean, e- even now in my interview process, if you're late for my interview, I don't call you again. I don't. I don't confirm. Okay. I expect you to be. That's different. Certain you place, were in time. this guy's face. He said, "I don't know if you treat recruiters like this only, like crap, or you do it to everybody." Okay, this is kind of dumb. What you did. Maybe it's your mm-hmm. idea of being smart, but it isn't. I mean, that was in your face. You sound like a soft-spoken person. Are you a, a tough guy? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I am. I can be uh, very gentle when it's called to be because one of the things is I'm not condemned to, to being a pacifist, okay? I can very much back up anything I say, do, or, or whatever, but I choose to be you know, kind, gentle, sweet, and nice. But I can go zero to werewolf in a, in a couple seconds. Not a problem. Zero to werewolf. I like that one. I'll bet you <laughs> I'll bet you use it often. Let me just see if I have to open any lines. I think it, it might be Phil from, I don't know who it is. I'm sure nobody anybody, wants to talk to me. Anybody want to say anything to Tom to make him angry? 
Okay, he is angry probably, and I just don't know it. I mean, because I, I look for the standard uh, cues. Okay, but maybe this is what yoga does for you. Uh, you know, when you get up at 4:30 in the morning, you can get angry, but nobody can tell. You, you just always, you know, pleasant. Okay, uh, blesses me, me out, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's also recruiters. You don't like recruiters who don't know how to sell. This is what you say. A sale is the outcome of a correct process, and I assume you mean a selling process there. Number one, having a clue. You're going to have to explain in a second what that means. Paying attention, uh, being pertinent to my situation. These are so vague, I I can't get it. And the third, I understand, explaining how you meet the needs okay uh, those that's your words it's they're kind of vague what what do you say in there what's the sales oh, well, process that you want to me a sales a sale only happens when it, the, the point of it is you trading enough information to, to justify going to the next step having an understanding of if if i am recruiting for x type of a person you should at least know what that is and bring me somebody that's not don't bring me somebody that that has no qualifications whatsoever. Get in my ballpark. If if you don't know how to play the game, at least know the address of the ball of the ballpark. That's really all okay. Well, answer. actually, yeah. But hold on. So we're trying to talk. We're talking. I thought we're talking about in this situation someone who was trying to initiate um, a search with you to trying to get a search. Uh, they don't necessarily have anybody for you. They don't even know what you want. Then, then they How do you do business development? That. What's the best way to do business development as a, a third-party recruiter? If you're not going to bounty jobs like you did, okay, what's oh. what's the best way? And even if Man, bounty my absolute jobs, favorite was the the MPC, the most the most placeable candidate, and uh-huh. and, and get them in front of as many people as as possible, and that that was always my favorite. I broke open a lot of doors that way. Okay, God what does it mean God when you say get them in front of many, as many people as possible, as many different companies or as many people in one company as you can? What, what did you mean by that? As many pertinent companies, whether they've got, okay. whether they've got positions or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 yeah, and, uh, and how, do with, con- oh, how do you make that first uh, contact, by the phone? Phone or always, email always, or what is it? Uh, always, always by the phone. They're, they're at a high enough level. They've got an extension. I call, and I, I like voicemail. That's about 15 seconds uninterrupted in front of your prospect. Make it short and sweet, and, and, and away you go. Let's, can I hear your pitch? With You've got a candidate. You, you, you're calling up. You want to tell me how it goes? Yeah, hi, Animal. This is uh, Tom Chuna with Patrick International. I just wanted to let you know that, that I am a recruiter, and I've got this guy based out of Chicago. He sells the enterprise software uh, basically to uh, automotive and aerospace. The guy is really good, million-dollar producer. I saw on your website you've got a hole there that you might be looking. Call me, 216-534-4968. Have a great night. Okay, are you only calling that person because you saw that uh, they're looking for somebody? You said you've, I saw you've got a hole. What's that? An ad? Uh, yeah, that that just that just came to mind. I, I I riff and I free associate. If I didn't have that, I I would say I would have left that part out. I would have just said, okay. I've got this great guy. We need to talk. And and so, are you calling after hours deliberately to leave to leave that as a voicemail? No, but I just know that that's normally where people hide behind. If if you picked up the phone, I would I would say the exact same thing. 
Okay, what, but how would you get through to me if, if I'm some uh, manager or senior executive? The, uh, Jerry says this never happens, but other people admit it does. Uh, you get the receptionist, and she says, what, what, are you, what are you calling for? I tell them it's a personal matter. Also, and and they'll, give, they'll give me some bull crap. And then I will say, yeah, toss me in his voicemail. Sometimes I will call after hours then. And I like ruses. I, I think ruses are underused. And I have done the – it's Dr. Patrick's office. If you want to hear a funny story, I actually got through to somebody, and I'm going way back. I actually told somebody, look, I need to talk to him now. I've got his wife's minivan up on my grease rack. The engine's falling out of the cradle, so this has to happen now. And they put me through. Wow. Okay. Well, I got to say, I got to commend you uh, uh, for for that, but I don't think everybody could pull it off, you know. Uh, uh, just like Maureen just says, "Oh, what I do is really point. easy." I don't think it is. Okay. No. That's See, anybody that's, that's the other problem with recruiting, and, and I'm just going to say this: everybody thinks, "Oh, all you do is get on the phone and you're flim-flamming people." No, the recruiting is an art, okay? And you got to have a flair for the dramatic. If you don't have a flair for the dramatic, you're going to have a hard time of it, and all you're going to be able to do is email people on LinkedIn. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let me do an ad. Let me do. Oh, I want to find out when I come back about voicemail. How how you showed us how long they are. They're short. How often you'll you leave a, a voicemail until uh, someone replies? Okay. But first, I want to talk about <sighs> Honeit. H O N E I T dot com. You and the uh, candidate call into a, a website. You have the conversation. It's recorded in video if you want. It's recorded in audio. Uh, a full transcript, searchable transcript uh, of the uh, interview is given to you. When you get to the key questions, you press a button. And uh, then when you finish that question, you press another button. It creates a little clip so you can send it to the hiring manager, and she can hear the candidate in the candidate's own words. Just like Tom just said, you've got to have a little drama. And if the candidate has that drama, that zeal, that passion, it's going to be easier for the hiring manager to, manager to hear it directly. Sorry. <laughs> then, then in a dry report, okay? See, my way of being dramatic is way different than his. I have a, he's, he's soft-spoken. I think I, if I want to be dramatic, I have to be loud. Okay, that's, I guess it's just two different takes on, on the world. Let me do one other higher tool. Every senior superstar uh, recruiter and sourcer, whenever there's a discussion of sourcing tools on any of the recruiting Facebook groups, and there are many, they always discuss Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Don't forget it. Okay. Back to uh, Tom Chuna, the trades recruiter. We've only you're the first one. I've uh, well, I should ask how you how you locate people, but let's go back to the uh, voicemail. What about All everybody right. who says? What about people who say nobody answers the phone? That doesn't seem to bother you. Why not? Because it's a it's a tool. Uh, telephone, email, I use all the tools all the time, and that person is a prospect until one of us dies. Uh-huh. And that's commitment. Okay. So you've left the voicemail. What's the next step? You haven't heard back in two days. What's the next step? Oh, uh, on, on day three I call him, and I keep calling him. How many times did you call? Uh, well, you know, you have to ask yourself the existential question, animal. It's 
what do you want and how bad do you want it? There was a company that I really wanted to work for back in the way back, and I MPC'd the snot out of these guys for at least two years, and then all of a sudden I had all of their business in a particular area. I was the guy, okay? So looking at that, if I, I just I, even in the, the trades recruiter, I've got a, a, a very good installer that lives not too far from me that I contact religiously uh, every uh, 90 to 120 days to find out what he's doing, because when his opportunity meets my persistence, I'm taking it. Okay, that's how that goes. Okay, but hold on. Let's let's figure out how that that works exactly. So. On Monday, you leave a voicemail. You haven't heard from them by Wednesday, so Wednesday or Thursday, you call again. You leave another. You don't leave more than one in a day. You, you space them out about three days at a time. How many will you leave total? Uh, forever. Put it on a timeline. If I, if that, if it's a person, as long as that candidate is free, you're going to be pestering these people, right? That's it. Damn, damn right? right. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll I've, MPC I've the snot. You said, you, you said, I'm going to MPC the snot out of them, right? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Doesn't everybody, it. anybody say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and I'm going to punch the snot out of you, Tom, if I could, if you weren't on the phone. Don't you make people mad? No, not at all, because, again, I, I bring them a pertinent opportunity or a pertinent position that's going to change their life. I'm an opportunity broker. They they are thankful that I talk to them, and I also talk to them like they're human when I've got them on the phone and everything's going right, and I'm just out there making friends. I'm just uh, – that's all I do. I make new friends all the time, Animal. That's all I do. Uh-huh. But I'm persistent. Okay. You said you use email as well. Where does it figure in this process, this business development process? Oh, maybe uh, uh, once a month or something, I'll, I'll send him an email with a position description. I'll start with that, the, you know, the official introductory hi. It's, you know, Tom and I got this. And then uh, I, I'll just What's your subject every, line before I forget? Oh, my subject line is, uh, uh, hey, from right now it's, hey, from Tom, the HVAC recruiter, re-opportunity uh, in, in Akron, Ohio. Or okay, but what, what about for business development? I, I what about for business development? Well, I, I don't really do any business development now. I'm going back in the way back when I ran my own desk. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, stories. okay, sorry. Sorry. That's okay, okay. that's okay. So, okay, okay. But I'll tell you how okay. I do. Some business development does occur because with my company now, we operate a residential HVAC company here in Akron, Ohio. I also run a, a plumbing company down in Dayton, Ohio. Those are our two home bases. But in our big family of franchises, because that's what we're a part of, I do recruiting work for other locations. So then I have to put together a big boy corporate package and say, this is what we do. So it's a different kind of uh, business development. But it's the same same thing. If I want to work with you, I pass for you until you until you break. Okay, but the thing is, look how tough you are. You've got way more backbone than me. I'll pester you till you break. I have no fear, okay? I have no <laughs> fear. That's what I'm hearing from soft-spoken Tom. Uh, but at, at the, I forgot what I was going to say. That's why I have to keep interrupting. Uh, I, but I, I, I wanted to add that little drama, and, and I forgot what we were going to say. Okay, yeah, if you're that tough guy, and you just said you were, and I, it's coming out again and again, slipping out, how come – you couldn't, when you were recruited, you couldn't talk to the hiring manager, or I guess you never got to talk to the hiring manager. Maybe that's the reason. You couldn't talk them into considering you without a degree. I mean, after I talk to you, I mean, it will, it will be hard to say, I, this guy's of no interest to me. What happened? How come you couldn't use your skills 
to uh, sell yourself in that situation? Well, I'll tell you what happened was that one that one position they declined me for, but I I did make some headway with a different manager on that team, and I made it all the way up to being uh, like an alternate consideration for some. It was a big RPO organization, is what it was, and they were talking to me about being a recruiter to find them recruiters. And somebody very, very high up in their ivory tower still had a problem with me not coming with a corporate environment. And you know what? At that point, like uh, like Michael Waltrip, the NASCAR driver, would, would famously say, I, I ran out of talent and stuffed it into a wall. He said, how can, how will you justify, how can I justify hiring you without a corporate background to everybody that demands a corporate background? I said, you know what? I don't have one, but here's what I taught myself to do. And I schooled that guy on how I, I taught myself to recruit translational oncologists. He didn't ever even heard of the word, and I still stunned him, but he couldn't sell it to the higher-ups. And at that point, I said, you know what, maybe where I'm at isn't so bad, and I've been able to, to thankfully hammer my current opportunity to exactly what I want. Okay, so, so I, you had to sell through somebody it. else, and it just didn't work. I'm going to switch to what you just said. I uh, have to, You said uh, something about that you've talked to translational oncologists, okay, Whatever that is. I know an oncologist is a cancer doctor. Okay, but here's what you say. I am comfortable talking to an application software salesman or salesperson, uh, just as comfortable as I am speaking to a translational oncologist. Okay, but that came from self-study and people being nice enough to answer my questions. Uh, it goes without saying I've never performed any of those jobs. So my, I, I'm of the opinion I'm I'm just like you, you know. I I'm not a, a practitioner, but people tell me, and it makes sense to me that if you have been a practitioner and you're recruiting accountants, or plumbers, or machinists, you're going to do a lot better job speaking to the hiring managers and speaking to the candidates, and they're going to be way more impressed with you because you know what questions to ask. If they miss something important, you're going to ask about that. What's, what's the story there? How can you be so confident as a generalist, as a, as a, a know-nothing, as somebody who's done the job? Because I'm, I, I make myself learn things to where you don't know the difference. Michael, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you see where I was part of, the, of a company called American Clean Energy Systems? I, okay. I spent I spent a lot of time in the clean fuels world. I was recruited to that company. I would go in and talk to company heads about how we did things inside engines. You couldn't tell the difference between me and a combustion engineer, and people would tell me that. Okay, but I when you're given hours. a search, you don't have a lot of time to ramp up to that kind of uh, level of expertise. Well, hold on. Let, let me let me let me throw this back at you. You know, you were talking about how why why does Tom wake up so early in the morning? Remember you asked me that question? Yeah. I do the same thing on the weekends, and when I'm done doing what I do to talk to my creator and, and fire up old planet Tom, I, I am working on what I need to work on, so I give myself that time to ramp up. If you call me on Friday and say, Tom, I need these kinds of guys in this area, and I've never done that search before, guess what I'm doing Saturday morning and it's not sleeping in? Really? Okay. I guess I'm dumb because I, I, I can't teach myself stuff that, <laughs> that that people can't tell the difference between me and a, a machinist or something like that. Uh, it 
takes me a while, okay? Well, that's a limiting and, and, belief and, you Although have. I have to say, I've done I've done lots of searches where I don't know anything when I start, and and I by the end I can I can talk talk a bit of the talk, and I found good people. I'm not saying it's not possible, but uh, I always worry somebody who has the background is going to do a far better, you know, can really. Uh, Build relationships, build rapport. They they know from the start that you know uh, what what you're talking about and what they what they need to know. The thing is, well, have you ever done that technique? Of saying, listen, I've never done this before. This is what they're looking for. You tell me if if you're uh, suitable. I, I I I'm not sure I followed the question. I'm sorry. Okay, there's lots of people. They're recruiters. They get the job description. They have a Little, they use keywords to identify people who they call, and they call up and they say, "Look, I'm a recruiter. I'm working for the, searching for this position. I'm not an expert in this field. I'm going to tell you what what they're looking for. Uh, you you have you have to tell me if it's something that suits you because I, I can't assess it myself." Oh, uh, no, I I I've never actually done that because, I to me that's. If I'm calling somebody and I and I'm throwing it in their lap and, and I, if I'm relying on them to to do that kind of lifting for me, that's a that's a disservice. I I might reach out to somebody and ask them questions, but uh, as far as when I'm a stranger, when I'm ready to try to a stranger, you'll call up a stranger that you saw on LinkedIn and say, "I'm Tom Chuna, a recruiter. I've got a job I don't understand. Maybe you can help me." Is that is that what you're saying? No, actually, what I tell them is is that uh, I I am a recruiter. I'm looking to connect with you. I want to learn about your world. Can I can I just see what why? you why 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 do you want to learn about my world? Why why should I spend time with you teaching you about my world? Now, if you're working just if you're working just in my field, yeah, it might be worthwhile because I can you know maybe you'll you'll place me later on after I educate you. But if you're switching around from software sales reps to translational uh, oncologists, you're probably never going to to work in that field again. So why would they spend time educating you? Because I have good opportunities. Because you see, Michael, what you're making just because I've recruited. It's animal. Get areas. that through your head, okay? I warned Sorry, you about that. Sorry, Mr. Sorry, Mr. Animal, sir. You, uh, you, you're making the mistake in thinking I was ever a generalist. I've always been a specialist in whatever I've done. I've gone from one epoch to another. Like you got your dress. Hold on, someone's groaning. Who's groaning? Jerry's not here. It can't be him. Who's groaning in the background? You got something better to ask him? Go ahead. Or you want to criticize what I'm saying? Go ahead. It's an open line. Who's the heavy breather there? No guts. Maybe somebody fell asleep. <laughs> okay. Hey, Animal, I got okay. a question. Yeah, go ahead. This is Ernie Moreno. Hey. Hi. Tom. Yes. You you you've gone from have you, you've been an independent recruiter and now you're an, you're an internal corporate recruiter. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Question I have for you is this: When you have an opening and you your job primarily is my kind of understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, your job is to fill them without using an external recruiter so that, in quote, the company saves money. My question is this. At what point do you decide, now i got to use an external recruiter? Uh, I would reach out to my network when I've exhausted all avenues, which really hasn't happened because one of the things that makes me 
somewhat effective in my role, and my employers knew this when they hired me, was being an external recruiter for so long, I I have all the tools, the tricks, the the knowledge. The yeah, know but how. you told us you hate – hold on, Ernie's got a great question – you yeah. told us already why you hate agency recruiters, because when you deal with them, they're lousy, okay? So don't tell Ernie now that you don't deal with them. He asked because you said you do. What's the story there? You, you really want to know? When I, when I first started at, at this position that I have, the, the, the owners who are no longer in the building had relationships with two external recruiters that absolutely sucked. And and I got rid of them, and, and those are the ones I complain about. I have in my back pocket some people that, that I know and trust that I can talk to when I need to. So I'm not opposed to the, the third-party agency guy whatsoever. I, I, I was one, love him to death, but I know a good yeah, one okay, from a bad but one. You sound, like, you sound like a really uh, – he talks uh, – Ernie, he talks a good talk, doesn't he? I mean, he sounds like yeah, no, 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 I can, it, I can, well, I'm a do-anything kind of guy, right? So why would you well, ever have to go to recruiters? Why would you ever have to well, go? That... <laughs> I See, never said that. Ernie, Ernie, go ahead. That's, go. that's the point I'm trying to get at. You know, like I'm, I'm looking at this from an, ex- I'm an external recruiter calling into a company, and all of a sudden, this company I've had a great relationship with HR, and all of a sudden they go and hire this, this uh, corporate Tuna. internal recruiter. So now, so now, so now I got to deal with this guy that, that is good or not good or whatever. But my thoughts are always that. The internal recruiter is always looking to look good by not using external recruiters, thus not playing a fee. So my question to you is, that being the case, and say that being an understanding, at what point do you decide, I'm going to use it, I'm going to use an external recruiter, because that's never on day one that you get the job board and say, okay, now I'm gonna, I've got to hire an external recruiter or ask external recruiters to help me look for this guy. Because you're always yeah, give us to, an example, Ernie. The, 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 the rule here is example, example, example. Tom, it's in your it's in your court. Oh uh, yeah, let's say that I'm looking for uh, a combination uh, HVAC guy that can do install tune-ups and and uh, service. Okay, and I want like a five-eight year guy, and all I'm finding are the non-qualified, the rookies, the the the, the stuff. It just doesn't work. Let's say you approach me. And Ernie, you say, Tom, I, I, I've been in recruiting in your field, uh, and can can we talk? When when your persistence meets my opportunity or my need, then we can talk because I have the authority to utilize any tool at my disposal. So then you and I would go have coffee, and and I would tell you what I need, and we'd hammer out the fee, and away we'd go. And I I would not, my ego is not so big to ever say that I can't use help or I could not use you. That, that, okay, that, but if you that told- I understand. But I, what I don't understand is at what point in time. You know, is it after a week, after two weeks, after a month that you I have that job probably, open? If, if I don't find somebody generally, when let, let, let's, let me tell you how my industry works. Generally, we're about 90 days out if we, if we need somebody because we've got to get a service truck in, get it wrapped, all that stuff. So there's, there's lead time from when I start looking for something. If it's go time, two months go by, two and a half months go by, three months go by, then I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I'm not getting it done. So then if I know you, which I hope you've called me a few times and been persistent, if I know that you specialize in what I need, you and I are going to talk. But I would say mm-hmm. 
you know, 90 days, something like that. That's usually okay. And you want specialists. Okay. You want niche. You want niche recruiters. You don't want generalist recruiters, right? If you're if you're a generalist that that places and and has people that I need, you, you, it could be monkey poop. I don't care what you call yourself. Okay. Okay. But you want no uh, rookies, that's for sure. <laughs> but hold on, <laughs> hold on a second. Quick... If, if I got a question, or, or if Ernie calls you up and says, uh, you know, to, and you say, or let's say he called someone else, and they would say, uh, I, I don't want to use uh, agencies, okay? Now, you are a guy who says you, you will bug people. Should he keep bugging, or should he say, look, that's not a, a good path to follow? No, he, he should, because if he, let's say, if he, if he works HVAC, I work HVAC, let's say he's a little bit different. Let's say he works commercial, and I'm residential, and he finds a rock star that I might be able to use. Again, the chances are we're, we're going to be coffee buddies and hang out at Starbucks once a month. You know, assuming, okay, you know, but even if you had rejected him, even if you had not said, let's put on our masks and go to Starbucks, uh, you would still advise him, to pester you, everyone, every now and then, right? Don't give up. You are, are a don't give up guy. Am I right about that? Or absolutely, absolutely. To, you know, you persistence wins. It just does. Back if to you, short, Ernie. You have some, what, what Ernie has something short, else. Oh, okay. Now the second question I had, Tom, is this: You've been both a recruiter externally and one internal recruiter. Is that correct? A little louder, Ernie. Yeah, I'm I can hear it. Yes. Okay, you've done both. What made you go internal? Why did you give up being on your own, having all that freedom to do what you want to do, and then you went internal to work for somebody? Well, I had a pretty ugly crash and burn uh, back in about uh, 2002 with my uh, with my solo practice, and I got recruited to work for a clean energy startup company where I did outside sales and business development. That was a lot of fun. But And I'd always still done recruiting for some different things, got into job search coaching. And the opportunity that, that I have now, where I'm at now, I go back about 25 years with my boss, and he always knew I was a great recruiter and could help build his companies. And that's what I discovered I like doing. I like building companies. So now I not only do all the hiring and solve the people problems, but I get to drive the bus, do training, communications training. I can do recruiting and so much more from where I'm at. So I probably wouldn't function very well in a, a corporate internal role with a lot of rules and stuff because we're, we're small, we're a family-owned company, but we're growing. And it's, there's so much freedom involved in what I do. It's like having my own show again. I mean, I'm sitting right here on my deck waiting for my jacuzzi to come up to temperature, uh, and I've got uh, guys to interview uh, after 4 o'clock today. It's a beautiful life. Okay, well, hold on. You also, if I if I remember correctly, you you charge a bonus for your your placements. Am I right? Do you be, aside from your regular compensation, you or uh, salary, you get a bonus for for every placement. Am I right or wrong about that? You are you are exactly right. I, I run all of my recruiting through my 1099, and uh, so so I can bonus out, and uh, uh, the, all my tools are mine. Nobody, nobody owns me. Nobody tells me anything. Nobody can just lean on me and say, "Tom, do this or do that," because this is how this is how I am, animal. You know, you can teach me if you're qualified. You can lead me if you're qualified. Managing me is a bad idea. So that's that's how I do things. Ernie, anything else? No, that that no, that was that was my understanding. I mean, so you're not really the traditional internal recruiter. You're kind of like 
you're an entrepreneur within a setting, so you basically have taken a job, modified it to your liking, and you've got the right boss, the right uh, owner uh, that you can partner with and do your thing as opposed to going to work for Amazon or any of, the, any of these other creatures. Yes. No, I, I, I admire you for that. That's, well, that's thank, a good thank answer. You, I like that. Thank you that. very much. But, and I, I do want to say, too, that one of the things that I, that I love about the forum, and I know I'm not being angry like you want me to be, but the amount of knowledge that is always within that forum and all the tools everybody talks about and things, that, that's was such a value to me because that makes me look like a rock star, like I know what the heck I'm doing. So, so I, yeah. I appreciate you guys. We should much. talk about tools, but I want to do an ad first. Staffingdebt.com, if you are an agency recruiter like Ernie or me, and, uh, you know, somebody hires one of your uh, candidates uh, without telling you, and you want to get some money, go to staffingdebt.com. They are a collection agency for recruiters. They also have software called Backdoor Hires that identify the backdoor hires. They, they tell you when someone has hired one of your candidates. Okay, so check that out. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper sourcing tool that every super recruiter and sourcer loves. PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss army knife of recruiting software, they don't impose their way on you. Their software is very, very customizable. They say configurable. And if that configurable word scares you, like it scares me, They'll help you, okay? If you are a recruiter, they love you. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview technology. And I think I've covered everybody. Okay, what tools are there? Are any tools? Oh, what, what, before we get to tools, you said that talking to strangers, being able to talk to strangers is very important, okay? But uh, you had a little uh, struggle with me last year, I think, about the idea that an introvert can't be a good recruiter. I keep pushing the idea that introversion is a disability. You don't think it is, but at the same time, you have to feel comfortable talking to strangers. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, um, basically, people, you're confusing introversion with being inhibited. Introversion just means that you, uh, being around other people de-energizes you, so you need to take space to recharge your batteries, so to speak. That's why I do my processes early in the morning, because I can be very introverted. Uh, there are also times when I'm a people animal, like you. Other times I'm not, but, but i got to recharge. What you're thinking of is inhibited, and that is somebody that is just terrified to express, to ask a question, to be vulnerable, and, and that's a disability. That, that needs to okay, be so an introvert, an introvert can be someone who enjoys talking to strangers. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Okay, and you, now I'll, I'll just what you also say being able to make friends quickly is huger. Okay, so that's also that sounds like an extrovert to me. Being able to make friends, talk to strangers, make friends, that doesn't sound like an introvert to me. Maybe I'm wrong, Ernie. Does that sound like an introvert to you? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm okay. here. No. I had it on okay. mute. Kind of like make noise. Let, let me, no, let me put okay. it to you this way, man. Let me, let me put it to you this way. When You know how I, I taught myself to do this to do this job? I would look at myself in my little mirror that was by my phone, and I would say, I am too broke to not pick up this phone. 
Okay. So I think uh, you know what when you come to that uh, edge of the of the cliff, it's still going to depend on your personality, not necessarily your circumstances. But since you were talking about tools, uh, do you have any faves? It sounds like you pay for your own tools. Am I right about that? From what you just yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I I I, I like I, I've I've been a big Indeed fan, which I like. The uh, what is it? Uh, what the, in, the Indeed? I, I like them. Oh, indeed. I, I like uh, yeah, but didn't you say that you used to like it, but they're too expensive now? No, I never said that. Did oh, I? okay. Oh, oh, you know what? When when they their the resume model when they changed from like a buck a resume, they went to the monthly subscription. I I still feel that's too expensive, but I eat it because I I it it's, it works for me, so I just eat it. So is that where you find these plumbers and and techie guys on on Indeed primarily? Is that your best source? I'd say probably forty percent. The other thing I like is social media. I like I like uh, I like Facebook. Um, now that they've got their little searchy tool somewhat fixed, I used to like the the other one that one of our members had built and advertised. I, I forgot his name, but intelligence. Uh, when I yes, Sean, yes, Sean Cusker. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite one, and it's tragic. It doesn't work right now, but the uh-huh. uh, you you get kind of half-ass searches. Uh, returns now with it, but what I'll do is, because it always breaks down to three things, and I'm always amazed by people that want to know how to find certain types of people. If you've got a job title, a geographic location, and a company name, nobody wants to research the damn market to find out who the competitors are. Once you know those three things, you can go to the different things, plug it into the damn search bar, and get somewhere before you start bothering everybody. That's all I'm saying. And this is on you Facebook. Find them on the you're, talking, you're talking about Facebook or recruiting on Facebook right now. Is that right? Yep, yep, yep. Everybody okay. gets a direct message and a friend request. Okay, but the thing is, lots on Facebook, lots of people don't put their jobs. They don't put their companies. Uh, you know, they will put their geography in there. So are, are enough people putting their jobs and, and their companies in to, to help you? It sounds like they must be. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, very much so. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what else? Now, I I think this is your list. Is is it? I'm testing out Octopus, uh, Recruiter Nerd, Cleverly, Treo, Gem. Is this you who who talked about? Yeah, no, that's not cool. that's not me at all. I've never never heard of half that stuff. <laughs> okay. But what what have you heard of then? Well, I uh, I, I was starting to play with uh zap info i i like them but now they're being bought by indeed so they might they might go the way of the dodo that that was nice to get uh certain returns back uh i, I want to try that that hire tool that you keep talking about that's probably next on my list i'll need to step up to something like that uh-huh yeah hire tool yeah I, I, you're funny I've, uh, I, I've never talked to anybody before who is uh recruiting tradespeople. so you, you i think you'd have to Check and see if if uh, if it brought those people in. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting issue because different sourcing tools. Uh, I, maybe they people. Some people say they have a different focus or different foci on, on different kinds of uh, candidates. Uh, any other tools you want to mention? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, my, my applicant tracking system, it's a beautiful one. It's called Recruiter Flow, uh, F-L-O-W, all one word. And for their one low monthly price, they'll actually throw all your jobs on all the big job boards. And 
also because the, the, they're aggregators, as we know. What happens is on all the niche job boards like technician.com and all that crap, they, they'll just pull from, from there. So, so my posts, and I write really good job ads, if I do say so myself. I am a published author. I don't know if you caught that. But I do have, uh, I write nice job ads, so my job ads really do pretty well. That's, uh, that's not a bad, bad way for me to go. So how do you know that Recruiter Flow is, is sending your uh, stuff to, or, or picking up, uh, aggregating from the right uh, technician sites for you? Well, because they, they be, well, the technician sites are aggregating from what Recruiter Flow is doing for me. But when I get the resume that comes in through the portal on Recruiter Flow, it tells me where it comes from. Okay. So you said you're a published author, a published author of recruiting ads? No, as a no. If you look on my on my LinkedIn, it's kind of buried under publications. But when I was with that clean fuels company, we also had some really killer space age lubricants, and I wrote some papers, uh, white papers, on what our products did in certain industries, uh, steel and construction. And the Association for Iron and Steel Technology picked up my paper, published it in their their trade book, and back in 2008, I got to speak at their national convention. So I built a PowerPoint and talked about what we did in bulldozers, and I had about 300 maintenance, repair, and overhaul leaders in my uh, in my audience that I was talking to. So that was pretty cool. Okay, so there's five minutes left. Uh, you said you you write good job ads. What is a good job ad aside from just saying, you know, these are the skills I'm looking for? I think you need to paint a succinct picture of the opportunity, and by that, it's this is our environment. This is the kind of guy that can flourish in it. This is the benefit of being a part of it. Here Hold on. When you say, yeah, sorry, uh, let me pin you down. This is our environment. What kind of thing are we going to hear there? What you're going to hear is I'm revolutionizing how we recruit in the trades because I've changed how, for example, our company, our, our industry always complains about people not you can't find any good people. There's a lot of good people, but, but most companies don't know how to hire them and onboard them. So we work a lot on, I talk about our onboarding. We train you. We don't just throw you in a truck and expect you to make us money in a week. We actually have a 90-day program, and we'll stretch it out even longer for a kid in trade school so you got somewhere to go so you don't feel like you got ripped off when you were in the trades. And I do a lot of work. And that's what you're saying in the ad? Uh, yeah, in, in very short, succinct words, I could actually send you one if you want to post it up for everybody to critique. I can I can do that later if you want to see it. Oh, you want to, yeah, okay, or fine, sure. Um, but you're not saying, hey, we are training you and uh, doing this so you don't feel ripped off. It, I wondered if you were using those kind of words. Not that, to that level, that... but I say if you want a career where you're more than just when, where you're more than just a number, if you're not making enough money, if you if you want to feel rewarded and that there's a path forward for you in management, we need to talk. Just okay, like we're going to have to leave this one. We're going to have to leave this one for another time because I, I could go into it in depth. Ernie, any <laughs> last questions from you? Anything else, Ernie? Nobody else wants to talk. No, no, that was pretty much. He, he did a good job. I like, I like the program. Okay, good job. Okay, Ernie well, Marino, you uh, you plug yourself. Ernie is is a is a superb recruiter for the food manufacturing industry. Am I right about that? That's correct. I've been doing it for about twenty years, and uh, oh. loving it. Okay. Awesome. And uh, uh, Graham is here, expert resume man on uh, Twitter, and uh, and of course Tom. Chuna. Uh, it used to have a, a Z in it or something. Did you tell us that once? 
No, but there are uh, uh, several different ways of spelling my last name. It's C-H-U-N-A, which came from my grandfather. The Army messed it up. He left it that way. It's also spelled C-H-U-H-N-A or C-H-U-C-H-N-A, which the pronunciation is Shukna, and that's out of the Czech Republic back in the way back. Okay, Tom, I won't say Shukna, but that's your real name, I guess. But now it's Chuna, C-H-U-N-A. Tom Chuna, thank you! Wrong thought you screwed me up. Yeah. You know, you guys, I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. Here's guess. the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about. Negativity. It's not you know what, about Gary. Wh- what? Gary, if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. <laughs>